Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now, here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host, Andrew Shutsky. With me today is Amy Ransdell. Amy is a transformation executive and peak performance coach. She's got a long list of credentials, as including being an active real estate investor, a mentor, a trainer, a licensed real estate broker, a brokerage owner, a national speaker, and a marketing lead for multiple companies. So lots going on and lots of experience to tap into here. So exciting episode coming. Uh, a little bit more, Amy has empowered thousands of coaching clients over 18 years, almost two decades, and has built multiple real estate programs, uh, performance programs, that is, while balancing life and a family as a mother of three, relate to the kids. <laughs> Amy understands how important it is to give yourself a tactical and mindset resource you need to enjoy life while crafting a career, building a business, and maximizing your income. So lots of passion there. So Amy's passion is helping individuals tap their personal power, so living in alignment with their creative calling and their values, they're able to perform personally, professionally, and physically at the highest level. So powerful, bold statements to begin the episode. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm honored. I appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. So I'd love to focus today. We, I mentioned in the intro before we kicked off here that we do a lot of conversations around you know, why real estate. I think we, we've covered that to death. I'd love to talk today about your coaching program and your kind of your why and purpose behind that and starting off with you know, if someone reaches out to you and they want to become a student, how do you how do you begin the engagement? What does that look like? Oh, the engagement. You know, most of the people who find us, uh, and I've been doing this a long time, they really do find us by word of mouth. And that generally starts from hearing about someone's results, right? Um, and as soon as they connect with us, and the first thing we want to get to is what results are they wanting? What problem do they need to solve? And whatever that is, you know, how is it that we can fill that, that void, right? Um, and of course, you know, like any company, we do have a, a funnel and a process and a sales process and all those things exist because obviously the, the take the leap. Um, and then we provide different ways for them to become a part of our community, whether they attend events or they attend a course or they listen to some sort of online content, you know, where they're, they're coming into us from different directions. Um, but whether they want to do high level executive coaching is, is generally an ascension towards them coming to us saying, I'm ready to solve a problem. So. Awesome. So once they, you kind of sharpen your pencil on the problem statement, what, what are the next few steps? Like take us through what, what the, the 12 month or whatever the engagement will look like. What is that? How's that look? Absolutely. So there, we we personally, our, our, our group here offers different types of coaching. Okay. Now I always tell everybody, if you're going to go out and do some coaching, if you've been in, you know building your business for a while, and now you have this set of skills and talents that you can, you can help others have some of the same successes you've had. That's great. Okay. Um, not everybody's cut out to be a coach though. Coaching is not easy and people who want a coach are wanting results. So are you committed to that? Now, that's step one. Step two is then you can start thinking about tactically how you would provide fulfillment for that, right? Um, like we do some high level mindset performance coaching where somebody's only working with me for a couple of days. Um, so it, it's intense. It's an intense couple of days. I just had a, an executive client fly in last week and spent two and a half days with me, um, closed the door, and that's a specific type of coaching. And then we also do things like continuity work where we work with people every week for 12 months, right? They're committed to long term 
term. And those are people I always tell people, that's the people I get all the way up your skirt and know all the details of everything in your business and your life. And we're going to lay out a plan, right? And then we do something in the middle called tactical coaching, which is essentially project oriented. You know, hey, I have a, a problem. Maybe I want to raise private capital. We're going to fix that one problem. We determine by contract how long we think that will take, what that's going to be required of the coaching client, and how much we expect them to show up for that. We set a, we set a targeted time frame, um, a deadline date, if you will, hard date. And then we agree on what that's going to be as an investment for them, right? Um, that's how we do it. But now there are a lot of other programs out there. We, we, you know, we also have a, a um, a group you can join that comes with a yearly subscription. Um, and that's, you know, group coaching, right? Um, we love the group coaching folks. They're amazing, um, but they're coming in for the group environment, generally for a less investment. And then oftentimes they, they end up raising their hand, looking for something more. Awesome. So, so you guys, you guys got a, a framework, certainly well thought out. What would you yeah. say your, at your average client, or maybe it's, there's not one answer, but what are the, some of the biggest mindset barriers you come across in, in your students? Wow. I think, okay, this is a human behavior thing, right? And everybody that's listening, you probably can feel this, right? We just get in our own freaking way. Like that is the number one thing. Most of the time, you know, the, it's this cliche statement that's so absolutely true that 90% of what we have ahead of us and all the challenges and everything we've got to do is everything in between our ears. It's all that pink matter thing running in your head. And if we don't figure that out, we oftentimes can't go do anything else, right? You know, what's going on in our own mindset will control our behaviors and strategies, whether or not we're going to be in a positive state where we can be resourceful and creative and innovative and all those things. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people come to me and they're in a place where they're moving away from pain. They have the wrong motivation. They're not really crystal clear on where they want to go. Maybe they have some belief systems that are keeping them from that. And so if we can change that, then all of the how presents itself tactically. Like, you know, that. You can go watch YouTube and bigger pockets for hours and hours, right? Like yeah. information's out there, but can you do something with it because your own programming allows you to? That generally is the number one challenge we see for people at every level, brand new entrepreneurs, people who are like, you know, Inc. 100 executives, people who have, you know, built eight figure businesses. So, Wow. Yeah. You hear that a lot. I think a lot of newcomers or new guys or gals may focus on the technicals. Like, how do I do underwriting or how do I find properties? More, the more, you know, how do I, how do I value a property? That kind of thing. I mean, but really that's easy <laughs> compared okay. to it is the easy part. And I'll just say this because some of you that are listening have probably done this too. Like, okay, we know people who have invested tens of thousands, six figures plus and more in coaching, education, programs, webinars, events, right? And they keep gather, gatherers of information, but they don't tend to do anything with it. Or they'll find a lot of ways to look productive and be busy so that they can affirm for themselves that they're being busy, but they're not really moving the needle forward. And oftentimes it's all the way comes back to mindset. And you can go, again, you can learn everything you want to learn, but if you're not prepared internally to do something with it, with a crystal clear destination and have someone help you discover what that is in alignment with who you are, you may just go through the motions for who knows how long. Right. Um, so, and I, and we're all fallible for that. I mean, like we can, all, <laughs> we can all run into that trap. Right. So we want to try not to, but. Absolutely. So, you know, thinking about that, there's tons of, op you mentioned spending tons of thousands. There's thousands of different coaching options. What would you say in your mind, what separates a great coach from maybe a mediocre coach or coach or coaching program? You know, I love that question. So I, I'm, I'm biased, but like my, my thing is that 
a coach, a good coach is someone that's going to help someone get a result that's in alignment with what they want. That to me is a great coach. Um, great coaches are committed, they're disciplined, they're consistent, etc. The, a, a coach is not a mentor. You know, a mentor is someone that will listen to what's going on. They're going to give their life experience advice. A coach, when you hire one, you're hiring one to hold you to the line, right? Think about every NBA coach on the side of the court. As, is he quiet sitting in a chair? No, he's out there yelling and throwing water bottles and telling everybody what to do. And he's holding you to that and enforcing that and not giving you any um, any leeway, no excuses, no whining. And that's generally what you're looking for when you want a coach. OK, and if you want somebody that just gives you life experience, mentors. OK, those are great. Um, but a coach is different. This is where you're looking for an active butt kick to continue keeping you go. But if you're going to be a coach, understand that they're coming to you for results. So I wanted to say that just to add to that, what results do they want? Are they in alignment with who they are? Do they have what it takes to get the results? Because some coaching clients should not be coaching clients, right? If they're coming to you thinking, well, if I have a coach externally that will create the result, you're going to have no results. So the client themselves has to be ready to play full out. They're ready to put the resources in. They're ready to sacrifice. They're ready to commit so they can get to the result, right? There are some coaching clients that, you know, if they're just simply not ready and not committed, I don't take them as a client. We don't want, we don't, that's not a client, right? So- I like the, I love the distinction of coach versus mentor. And I kind of, if you're thinking about that, you're listening and maybe you're shopping for a coach or mentor, it really makes you think about what do I want out of this? And then maybe it is the right pairing or it's not the right pairing. So I think the more distinct you can be in those mentor versus coach question, that's even more effective uh, it'll be. So honestly, a lot of, a lot of you guys are going to have both. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like I have multiple coaches in my personal life, right? I have health coach, I have you know physical fitness coach, like I have, I have coaches, right? I have a plethora. I'm so my my acre of diamonds of what I consider my mentor voices, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's different. I'm not coming to them. I'm not hiring and investing in them to hold me to the line. Whereas my you know personal trainer, well, he better, right? <laughs> like I mean, like yeah. that's what I'm hiring him for. I better look better, feel better, be different, and I'm willing to show up to do the work. So. I love that. What would you say have been your, some of your biggest lessons learned along your way, maybe as an investor or a broker? I mean, what, what are your top two, let's say? Let's keep it specific. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, number one, don't or, or learn early as you can to not be any to, to check your emotions and not be a reactionary decision maker. I think that's probably my biggest one. If I think back to like everywhere I ever lost money, by the way, when people tell me they haven't lost money, I'm like, well, you must not leave the couch. Um, yeah, I right. guess, you know, like, like that's going to happen. You're yeah, going to try yeah. something that doesn't work. Um, so I'd say that's my first one is that really learning early on. I wish that I really had understood from a human behavior standpoint, even earlier than I passion for it. And really that's what drove my passion was because consciously I was aware that it wasn't healthy to make decisions that way, but my programming was anyway. Right. So, um, so I would say checking your emotions and not being a reactionary, you know, allowing yourself to process the information to make the right decision and is in alignment with what you want. Right. Um, I'd say that's where I've had a lot of painful lessons. I said the other, other big lesson, get, quit doing everything yourself. Like, oh my gosh, like you just have to be willing to let go and allow other people to do things. Um, It's one of the reasons why we have the virtual assistant company that we also have. It's because we have, you have to, you can't, you are your own ceiling. 
right? And if you look at me and say, well, I want to make, you know, $700,000 a year and we work backwards into what that revenue is per hour. And then you spend all day doing $10 and $20 per hour tasks. Well, your bank account's going to look like a guy who makes $20 an hour. Like that's it. You're going to get past that, right? So be okay with letting go, outsource, delegate, automate all those things so that you are able to put yourself in the highest revenue generating activities for the majority of the time um, for your company to move it forward. Absolutely. Great tips. And they're, they're so simple, but not, not always easy to pull off, right? Oh, they're not easy at all. (laughs) Awesome. So let's talk about your inspirations. You've accomplished a lot. You're still obviously accomplishing. You've got many more years ahead of you of of kicking ass. Who've been your biggest inspirations? Maybe your top one or two again. Wow. Um, Hmm. God, I have so many. That is such a hard question. It is. is. (laughs) Right. Um, I, I, mm, personally, I, I have a lot of love and passion for people in obviously the behavioral world. So, you know, I love Tony Robbins, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's huge inspiration and it's not just, okay. A lot of people like will mention Tony Robbins, thousands of people all over the world know who he is. Right. Um, and his message is powerful, but really the way he's built his business is such an inspiration. Like if you just take the, the, the positive mindset, motivation stuff out for a minute and just look at the monstrosity of machine that he has built. And it's an amazing machine and everybody loves being a part of it. And like, you really can learn quite a bit from that from a leadership perspective. And then I would say, um, you know, this is a cool thing. Like some of our mentors guys might be people. We read their books. We've never even met them. Right. You know, a mentor could be someone who who's written books. And so um, I happen to love John Maxwell, you know, his laws of leadership, his like, you know, all of those, everything he's ever read. I've always felt some sort of impact from that. Um, and if I could throw a third one in, like I just recently really fell deeper in love with uh, 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 David Goggins um, and a few other people, you know, and, 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 and so just, you know, reach out, find, find information like that and let it inspire you. And you'll have all kinds of mentors that you've never even met. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you, uh, it's funny. I was going to ask for a book recommendations. We already kind of sprinkled those in. I'm a huge David Goggins fan. And for anyone listening who hasn't listened to or listened to or read, can't hurt me. I think it's, I read a lot of books. I think it's still probably number one for me. It's yeah, been great. Really? Um, I, I recently, um, the, I was going to see if I can't find a cover for it, but, um, I read, I read winning. And so I love for you guys, if I can find it here in a minute, I'll pull it out for you, but yeah, there's some really great books. We actually have um, a reading list in our coaching community and it's quite robust yeah. and it's because I, I'm a passionate reader. You can tell, I mean, you're, you actually can see me, but those of the listeners in camp, um, I have yeah. a million books behind me. Um, so I, I book a day. I'm no joke. I'm this wow. is kind of a, a running joke in our office because Amazon's always delivering a box of books. Um, but, you know, allow books to inspire you guys, because the thing is, is those that have read, written those, you're getting all of the years of life experience from them in one book. So in the space of four hours, 10 hours, you could absorb a lifetime of experience. So I hope that all of you are readers, leaders are readers. You really, really, really must do that. No, I can't emphasize that enough. And I think I get made fun of by my, my friends and family sometimes. And, you know, I, maybe it's not a book a day for me. Maybe it's one a week or worst case, once a month, depending on how busy I am. But uh, it's important for to keep that consistency going for sure. Oh, and it also keeps your mind in a place yeah. of positive, resourceful, creative thought. You know, this is what's really important. I, I talk about this all the time. We use the, we do this. Uh, we did a 
this morning, for example, with our live, we do a live training huddle every morning at 8 a.m. And we did this whole exercise as a group about that you face one end or you face the other. And you can only, your brain can only do that. It can only face one direction or the other. You can only be negative, lack, scarcity, and fear, or you could be positive, resourceful, creative, and innovative. Which one do you want to be? And this, I mean, this is an easy question, but if you're trying to grow a business, which end is going to serve you, right? Um, and so reading, what it does is it instantly changes your state into a place of creativity and innovation because you're getting ideas and so forth and absorbing things from other people. So if you want to shift yourself to innovation, great, go crack a book open for 10 minutes and just allow that to take you there, right? It's just a, such a powerful, powerful driver. Just my thought. <laughs> Absolutely. So Love everything we've just discussed today. If someone listening wants to learn more about yourself, your business, your coaching program, where's the best place to start? Where's the number one? Yeah, absolutely. So our t- I have this lovely team that's trying to help with my own personal social media, but um, there's two ways. One, I've been telling people recently, um, find me on Instagram. I'm Amy Ransdell underscore B powerhouse. Um, come find me there. Send me a private message um, and whatever whatever's going on for you. Just tell me what your problem is. And myself or the best teammate associated will be the one that contacts you. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, all those places as well. Um, but uh, And I'd love for you to connect with you there as well. Please don't hesitate to send a private message. Um, you can also, if you're looking for some outsourced support for your company, uh, and it's another route to me too, because this uh, the intake team will totally connect you to me if you want to directly connect with me. Um, and that is to go to revaglobal.com. Reva Global is for virtual assistants, right? So this is all and everything that you need um, to help you do what I was talking about earlier. Take some of the hats off the head that you're wearing, take some stuff off your plate, get rid of some of the overwhelming tasks. Um, and, you know, I, I, I always share personally, I'm a single mom of three for 12 years on top of the things that I do. And the only reason I can do all of that really truly is for this massive team of virtual assistants that support us. So, um, you know, to do that, come to revaglobal.com. Let's see how we can help take some things off your plate. And if you want to do a direct connect with me, Willie, on the intake team, just let them know and she will do that. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining, Amy. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is great. I love your audience. Love what you guys are doing. Keep going. Thank you. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.